You know, the Lord never ceases to amaze me. Let me have my scripture. <laughs> consistency and as I opened my Bible that was the first page I turned to consistency and I said okay Lord what do you want me to say he said just you, uh, you take the scriptures that's on that page and I'll take it from there so today I want to speak to you on as the Lord gives this to me I did not plan this and I'm being very honest with you. I was up uh, till 1.30 last night looking through the scriptures, studying, reading. Uh, I had three different Bibles laying across my table. Uh, uh, and I said, God, I, I'm kind of confused this morning. I don't know what you want me to do. I've been up uh, half of the night and I still don't have an answer. And God, as I walked back to my desk, God spoke a word to me and said, consistency. And I turned this in. And today I want you to understand the importance uh, of consistency. Amen. Uh, you see, there's so many of us that can do things well. We do it good. Amen. But we won't be consistent with it. Amen. And, and whether, no matter how good, I have known, Brother Larry, some wonderful, in my time of ministering and singing and traveling, literally from Ypsilanti, Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, to Tampa, Florida, I kept them roads hot in a trailway bus singing and playing the piano and traveling with the group. And I have run across many, many good musicians, excellent musicians, uh, professional musicians, but they weren't consistent for the Lord. You couldn't depend on them. No matter how good they was, uh, they would sometimes not show up. Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. Uh, well, let me tell you something today. God is not pleased with us living that kind of life, amen, as a Christian. God wants us to be consistent, amen. It's not how fast you run, amen, and it's not how many uh, you minister to in a day's time, but God wants to be able to trust you that you are consistent, amen, that He knows that you will do what He calls upon you to do when He needs you to do it, amen. That's what I preached here several years back, and I'm still preaching it today, 
If you was walking through a parking lot, amen, at Food Line or perhaps Walmart or Tractor Supply or wherever you're at, uh, can God depend on you, amen, that if He was to speak to you, you could hear Him, amen, uh, that you could stop, amen, and intersect in a path with someone that He has been working with for years to get saved, uh, and He needs you, amen, uh, uh, to share a word of God with that person, uh, or would you offer them your advice? Uh, or would you tell them, amen, what you would do, amen? Or would he, can he trust you to be consistent in his word that, amen, he knows that you will give that person what he wants them to have, amen? Listen to the word of God. The book says in Psalms 33 and 11, the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. His intentions can never be shaken. What are you saying? Mine and your intentions are shaken. We watch people's emotions. The wife can speak rough to us of a morning before church time. Or the singers may not show up at church that you was wanting to sing. Our intentions, amen, are just shaken. Our world is turned upside down. Well, what are we going to do now? Well, God ain't like that. God ain't like that. See, God has a plan, and His plan will be fulfilled come hail or high water. God has a plan. Jonah, He proved that through Jonah. You're going to Nineveh, God said. You're going to tell them. You're going to preach to them. Jonah said, I don't know. I don't want to. I'm going to Tarsus. I'm going the other way. I am not going to Nineveh. God said, well, now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way, but you're going to end up in Nineveh when the time comes. Jonah, like you and I, said, no, I think I'll just, uh, I'll go the other way. I'm not preaching to them heathens. They don't love God. They're full of sin. They're full of iniquity. And I don't want to be found amongst them. And I ain't going, God. God said, okay. I see that I might as well go over here and talk to this whale and prepare me a fish. And I'll, I'll, I'll get him to do what I need him to do. Amen. Uh, you go ahead and get on the boat, Jonah. Jonah sails on the boat. And as he goes, guess who whips up a storm? And all these people is about to die and they're all scratching their heads like what is going wrong here? This was not foreseen in the forecast. Why is this storm all of a sudden come up? It ain't even the season for it. And as they begin to talk amongst themselves, Jonah was sitting there, you know, <laughs> should I tell them it's me? Should I confess that I'm the reason this storm is going to kill us all? So Jonah begins to explain to him, I think I'm the reason. And listen, now when you read this story, they didn't want to kill Jonah. Jonah forced them into a position that they didn't want to be in. And Jonah said, look, the only way this storm is going to cease and calm down, you're going to have to throw me overboard. I've got to go off in here. And I can see, <laughs> Woo! the Bible says that God prepared a great fish. In other words, God spoke to the whale and said, I need you to be at a certain place at a certain time. 
Ain't there something how a fish can listen to God, but me and you can't? And here sits that whale, amen. I can see him patting his tail on the sea floor. And some of the fish may be coming by saying, what are you waiting on? There's a man coming off and I'm supposed to swallow <laughs> The fish was being consistent. And, and, and maybe the other fish might say, who told you that a, a man's going to be thrown off that ship? Who told you that? But what I'm trying to get at, amen, God had a plan, Brother Danny. And God was going to fulfill His plan even if He had talked to the fish to get it done. And what I'm trying to get you to understand today, if we can be consistent, God can use us. Amen. God can trust us. And as Jonah began, amen, to say, I throw ahead, throw me off. It's on the end. Uh, I, I guess God's just going to kill me and it'll all be done. No, no, it was just the beginning. It was not nowhere near the end. Jonah gets swallowed by a whale and in the, the Bible says in the belly of hell. Here he laid in seaweeds wrapped around him, puke, other dead fish rotting. And I mean, could you imagine how it must have stunk in the belly of that whale? Of all this food that was, these fish that was digesting and rotting and stinking in that. I believe Jonah said, I believe none of it would have been better than this. I'm almost sure. I'm almost sure I should have went to Nineveh. Amen. But what I'm asking you today is what does God have to put you through? What do you have to go through, amen, before you realize maybe I should listen to what thus saith the word of the Lord. Maybe I should honor His word and just not try to understand it. See, what we like to do is we want to understand what God is doing with us. And God said, my ways are so much higher than yours that even if I told you, you still wouldn't understand. So I ain't got time to waste on explaining to you why I want you to do what I want you to do. When Tana's in a hurry to cook a meal at home, it's not a good time for me to ask, why are you putting this in there? Why that much? How come you got to do that? Why is this? Uh, why is that? It, it, it's not a good time because she runs over top of me. I got people coming. I need this meal ready. Amen, brother. Amen. So, and you know, and if I walk in there and put an extra cup of milk or an extra cup of milk, don't go, mm. <laughs> she's going to get rough with me real quick. If I put three eggs in something that only called for one egg, she gets mad. You didn't follow the recipe. You know, Teresa, Teresa fixes a, a delicious hot pie. But for some reason, she can't quit tinkering with it. <laughs> the first one, I loved it. She brought it up one. She said, try this. And I absolutely loved it. I couldn't stay out of it. And she brought another one up, and I thought, that don't taste right. That don't taste like it. Something wrong. So I told her. She ought to know her bring up to a preacher because I don't hide things and I'm not lying for nobody. Amen. She said, How was it? I said, What's good? <laughs> <laughs> what good? good? So she brought another one. She said, How about that? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Teresa's done with Popeyes. <laughs> and I told her before, I said, this makes it like you done that first one. I don't know what she done, but I'm still waiting on her to come. Well, this is what the Word says, and I want you to hear what the Word of God says today about consistency. God said the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. So if you're waiting on God to change His mind, you are in sad shape because God ain't going to change. Amen. He's a forever settled. This word is forever settled in heaven. It don't change around how you and I feel. Listen to what he said in Malachi 3 and 6. And, and, and God just really wants us in Malachi today. <laughs> Amen. For whatever reason, he's wanting us in Malachi 3 and 6. I am the Lord and I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Why? Why wasn't they destroyed, Larry? Because God had a covenant with Abraham about them. If it hadn't have been for the covenant that he made with Abraham, God would have went, done with you. I'm sick of your idolatry. I'm sick of your idol worship. One place, Larry, forgive my French, but one place he called him a whore. He said, you whore. You whore after other gods. You can't be consistent. You can't never just stay with me and worship me and be my people. But God said, I don't change. And listen to what he said. Whatever is good and perfect in James 1.17. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down from uh, to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. You don't have to worry about where God is. God is in the same place He always is. He don't change. He don't move. It's me and you. But well, preacher, you know, I'm not as close to God as I used to be. Well, I got news for you. It cause God moved. It's you. You're the one that's drifted. You're the one that put an anchor down. We're talking about anchor down you ever out there in the ocean or out on the sea or even on a lake and you want to stay in one place, you better put an anchor down. Because the tide's going to carry you out. The tide's going to roll you and move you. Well, that's the way it is with life. You better be anchored with this. Because every fire, every preacher on TV that is preaching now is not preaching the true gospel. Every preacher in the pastoring in these churches is not preaching the true gospel. So you better get anchored in and be consistent with this. Proverbs or Matthew 23, 2 and 3. Jesus says it like this. The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they teach. In other words, they're not consistent. You can't you can't base your life on what they what they do. Don't follow what they do. You know. My mommy used to have a little saying, Larry. Do as I say and not as I do. I that. Mommy took a little spurt there spell for a while. She wanted to smoke. <laughs> but she didn't want me to smoke. And when I said, Mommy, you smoke, how come I can smoke? He said, you do as I say, and not as I do. 
this Proverbs 12 and 22. The Lord detests lying lips. I love the Lord down deep in my heart. I hate Larry Mudge. But you lie. You lie. Jesus said, how can you love me whom you have never seen if you can't love your brethren whom you have seen? So ain't no use to get up and sing, oh, how I love Jesus. And then go down the road and talk about your neighbor or hate your neighbor or hope that they don't come to church. I hope, they I hope that person doesn't come. And they just really get under my skin. Oh, but oh, I love the Lord. Oh, I love the Lord. And Jesus says, you liar. Liar. How can you love me when you're if you can't love the ones you have? The Lord detests his lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. I wish I had a nickel for all the people who's told me they love God, but I ain't seen them in church in almost a year. Preacher, now you're you're mad. No, I'm not meddling. I'm just saying. If I had, uh, you know, if I told Tana when it was dating, I love you. And I don't show up back for another six weeks or seven weeks or eight weeks. Uh, you know what she's going to say to me, Larry? I don't need a boyfriend like you. Move on. Move on. You think you're just going to come in here and get a sugar when you want it? Move on. Well, that's the way we do God, Larry. I, oh, I love him. I love him, preacher. Oh, he's so good to me. But I don't really have time to go to practice. And I just really don't want to go to church. Well, in other words, I really don't want to be consistent. I'll go, but not consistent. See, what I'm trying to get you to understand, God wants consistent. He wants your faithfulness. He wants, well, well, I know, preacher, but... You know how many people told me, Danny, uh, brother, that old coronavirus is bad and I don't want to go to church. I'm afraid I'll catch it. Mm -hmm. Well, then don't go to food line. <laughs> what are you doing down there? What are you doing at Walmart? <laughs> There's more people in Walmart than they are in the hands of Hope Church. There's more people standing in one line sometimes than they are in the hands of Hope Church. I know, preacher, but that's different. I got to have my bag of M&M's. <laughs> Wrong food. I got to have my watch of a collet bar. <laughs> I don't care now. If I have to take a chance on getting covered, I'll get it. But I'm gonna get my watch collet bars. I'm gonna get my bag of M&M's now. I can't do that. That now, you just don't know how mean I get without my chocolate. Now, you all think I'm being funny, but I'm preaching the truth. Amen. I'm preaching the truth. Amen. So I've got to have my Jesus student in this right here. Listen. God requires our consistent obedience. Listen to what he said in Deuteronomy 5 and 33. Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. And we all know that Israel would not do it. God said, I've got a promised land for you. It's flowing with milk and honey. Grapes. Things are there, they're there, they're there. 
uh, you, you, what, what it was saying, Brother Larry, I have preserved that land for you. I've tilled it. I've made it. Uh, the, it grows things that you can't grow anywhere else in the world. It's Canaan. The land of Canaan. I've made it for you. I have run the people out of it so you can have it. But I don't want to. I want to go to Egypt. I want to go on the back side of the desert in Iran. I don't want to go. But, but I've prepared it for you. I've made it beautiful for you. I know, but you still, old, you give us that old manna every day from the heavens to eat. I'm tired of eating that. And I want to go hunting. You drop the quail down every day for us to eat. Sound like anybody you know? I'll go to church if he'll get somebody else to preach. And I'm so tired of hearing that loud mouth painting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that no more. And what is it with that old Larry Mason? What is it with that old Larry Mason and purchase himself up on that stool like a pigeon? I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear that. Now what's up with that Teresa looking like a, a, a parrot when she gets happy? What's up with that? What's up with Christy Uzon? I mean, she just really gets into that song, don't she? I didn't feel a thing. I didn't, I didn't feel a thing while she was doing that. What I'm trying to talk about is consistency. I, we need to have a made-up mind. I'm going to church today. I don't care who shows up there and what they do. I'm going because I want to love on Jesus. If we had that mentality of blind Bartimaeus, they said blind Bartimaeus, now listen, you need to shut your mouth. You sit there and be quiet. We're going to let you stay here, but you be quiet. Blind Bartimaeus sat there and said, Excuse me for them to say, I want to see too. And why should I, why should I let them rob me of what I need from Jesus today? I would to God that we would take that same mental attitude. Why should I let William? wearing his balding in church <laughs> interfere with what I want from God. Where you balding, William? I'm going to get what I got and what I want from God. Amen. I had a brother tell me he couldn't enjoy the service. I just can't enjoy the service. Johnny Dickerson wears that cap and he ain't got no business wearing a cap on Wednesday night. But it don't bother me. <laughs> but it don't bother me for the women in that church to pray with their heads uncovered. Oh, oh preacher, you shouldn't have said that. I mean, we don't want the whole scripture, we just want part of it. The part we like. But you see, the thing of it is, 
That's why our churches is in the shape that they're in. Listen. Now, I didn't want to preach this message. I mean, this was given to me when I got here. So if you're getting upset with me, you can get your piece of chewing gum and chew on it until it constipates you. I don't care. I'm telling you, i got to do what God tells me to do. The Lord was very angry with Solomon for his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Not once, but twice. And he had warned Solomon specifically about worshiping other gods. But Solomon did not listen to the Lord's command. So now the Lord said to him, Since you have not kept my covenant and have disobeyed my decrees, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your servants. What are you trying to say, preacher? I'm trying to tell you today, if you think God needs you, you're sadly mistaken. You need God. Amen. After you have rotted in the ground and there ain't even a bone of you to be found, God will still be sitting on the throne. So why can't we get a made-up mind and say, God, I'm going to be consistent at what I do today, whether I feel it or I don't feel it. God, I'm going to sing in that choir come hell or high water. God, I'm going to run that soundboard regardless of whether the devil likes it or not. God, I'm going to do it. God, I'm going to be there on Wednesday night. I'm going to be there on Sunday morning because they need me to run that PowerPoint. I'm going to be consistent in it. God, I'm going to lead that men's fellowship. I'm going to read that Bible. I'm going to stand there. No matter what it takes, I'm going to meet with them boys to help. God, those sisters that gather around that table, I'm going to meet there with them. I know the devil don't like it, and he's going to bring everything he can upon me, but I'm still going to be consistent. I'm going to be that you can depend on me. Who, 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 who are you going with this? Joe. Joe. God had so much confidence in Joe, Larry, that he told the devil. The devil didn't ask God. God told the devil, Have you considered my servant Joe? Oh, yeah, the devil said, sure, sure, Joe. You've got a hedge around about him. I can't even get to him. God said, what if I drop the hedge? I'll make him curse your face. You'll, he'll curse you to your face. Drop that hedge. I'll make him some miserable. God said, you can't do it. You cannot make Joe cuss me. You cannot make him curse me. It's one thing for you to have faith in God. But it's a whole other book whole other matter for God to have faith in you. He had faith in Job. Amen. God had faith in Job. So when the devil killed his children, the devil stole his livestock, the devil tore his houses and his barns down and everything else. The Bible says that the sons of men did appear before God again. And with them did appear Satan. And God sat in there I believe, I believe God had a proud look on his face like, I told you, Job loves me. Oh, yeah, Satan said, sure, 
skin for skin. Oh, let me get let me get down there. Let me do some afflicting. Let me hurt his body. Let me put him in some pain. He'll curse you then. God said you can do anything but take his life. You cannot have his life. And I don't know what shape a man would be in to where he would sit in ashes with boils all over his body. And I believe that this is the way Steve interprets it. I believe that Job's wife, when she said, Job, why don't you curse God and die? I believe she was saying that from compassion. I don't believe she was saying it in mockery or of the devil, but she's tired of seeing her husband suffer. He's done lost everything he had. Done lost his money, done lost his camels, done lost his uh, everything. And you can even go to say that preacher at church said Job lost his ass. Because he did. <laughs> yes, he did, Christy. Don't stand there and laugh at me. I can prove it's scripture. I can. Job lost everything that he had. I don't think I'll post today. <laughs> and his wife was watching him suffer there. And she said, Job, all you got to do, honey, Listen to me. Focus on me, Joe. All you've got to do is just curse God. Just curse Him. And it'll all be over. And I can see this man in his weakness and in his weirdness. Johnny, I can see him raising his head and said, You, you speak as a foolish man. Job said it like this, Larry. He said, If I go into the heavens, He's there. If I make my bed in hell, He's still there. I've still got to face Him. And I believe that when Job done that, God looked at him and said, That's enough. Get away from him. You've done enough. Now, Job, prepare yourself. I'm going to give you more than you've ever had. <laughs> How many of you know it pays off? To be consistent with God. Amen. Amen. Johnny, he pays dividends that nobody else pays. Amen. He pays interest that nobody else will give. Amen. It pays to be consistent. You say, preacher, why are you preaching to us? We all are faithful here. Because I want you to continue to be faithful. God wants you to continue to be consistent and faithful. Because he has recognized it. God has recognized what you're doing for Him. It don't matter what I see, what I think, what I say, but it does matter what He thinks and what He sees. Larry, He know, He know this morning that your body is aching and hurting, but yet you still come anyway. He knows it would have been so much simpler for you to have laid in the bed this morning and just lay under a blanket or in a... But he knows you love him, Larry, and you come out to the house of God to hear his word, to sing his songs, to fellowship with his people. He knows that. And I promise you, Larry Mason, it will not go unrecognized with God. Amen. He sees it. I'm asking you today, have you got a made up mind?
say you got to determine God. Tangley used to tell me this, and I used to walk off, scratch my head, and I used to say, cornbread is cornbread. And I'd let her see it, you know. I'd mix it just the way she'd say it. She said, you add this much milk, put this much water, put this much oil, put this in it, and, 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 I, and I'd stir it. And I'd say, how about that? She'd say, let me see it. The consistency has got to be right. Am I telling her? It's got the consistency. Huh? I got to feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She couldn't feel it with my hand. <laughs> Give me the ball, she said. Let me feel the consistency. <laughs> I got to feel the consistency. You might have it too wet. You might have it too dry. Let me see. If we would understand that God looks at us and views us the same way. If, all right, I'm going to say it. Peter, I wish you wouldn't say it so much. If we would stay with the rest of it. His word, his word is a light unto our path. Without it, you're going to stagger off the path. You ain't going to be able to see. But when you know his word, and you read his word, and you search his word, and you eat his word, and you delight in his word, in his word. Amen. I told Tana yesterday was the day. I said, Tana, God wanted to do something. And I, I was scratching my head. I, I don't know what it is. And I don't. I mean, I've been in the book. I've been in the Bible. I've been reading like crazy. I've been studying. I've been praying. God's wanting to do something with us, and I can't figure it out. Larry. And I've dug my, I, I mean, it just makes me scratch my head all the time. I know God's wanting to do something. I don't know what it is, Jason. He won't tell me yet. But I bet it's good. Yep. <laughs> I bet it's good. How do you know it's good, preacher? Because he said all things work together for good to them who love the Lord. So something's coming our way. Something's getting ready to happen. I don't know what it is. What did I tell you? Huh? What did I tell you? That you tell everybody else. Stand still and he will reveal it. Shut up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see what Paul said? He went and he said, See, Larry? But he says, I can't. <laughs> it's hard to do that. Yes, it is, Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Ed. It's hard to stand still when you're itching, ain't it? Don't scratch at it. Don't, don't scratch at itch. Don't scratch it. It makes it worse. That's right. Any of you ever have poison ivy? Yes. Mommy used to say, don't scratch it! Okay. <laughs> yeah. I used to take a sock or anything. Turn it up. Amen. Don't scratch it. That, that's the way it is when God tells us to stand still. Stand still. But listen to me. God loves and honors be consistent with him. Whatever you're going to do. Preacher, I know I love to sing the choir, but I just can't sing. Sing anyway. Amen, brother. <laughs> we tried to sing. Preacher. I sing Preacher. Preacher. <laughs> Listen. What I'm trying to get you to understand. We're living in the last days. 
our children's lives depend on whether or not we are consistent in the word of God or we're straying or if we're following tradition or if we keep doing it the way we have done it even though it is wrong. It's time, Larry, that we mature and we get into the word and find out what is right. What is right? Well, I know, but I've been following this pastor for 47 years. And is he right of Or have you been going down the wrong path for 47 years? I'm like this old brother. Said this sister looked at him and said, I'm going to tell you something, brother. Before you sit in preaching to me, I've been in this good old way for 47 years. And he said, that's exactly right. You have. You've been in the way. And not on the way. <laughs> we get on the way it's time that we start doing what God wants us to do and get out of the way amen come on my love I've preached enough today God's given me the world consistency I've tried to preach as good as God's given listen hit and miss I, I, when I bossed on the job Larry I, I had some men that was good skillmen I mean had a good skill about them but you couldn't depend on them they show up two or three days a week. The other two or three, they want to drink, smoke, dope, do whatever they want to do. What show up? I didn't have no use for them. I tell them, brother, I know, but I'll make more money for you in two days than the rest of them deadbeats make in a week for you. I said, I got no use for them. And I had no use for them. If you can't show up five days a week, I have no use for you. I don't need you to. I need you five. And that's the way God is with us. If we're going to bear fruit, we see what Jesus got mad at the fig tree, right? He said, there should be figs on you. From this day forward, you'll never you'll never grow another fig. And he cursed us. And the Bible says that the disciples come back the following day and was amazed how quick that fig tree had withered and died. Jesus got angry with it. He said, you should have been bearing the figs. I'm hungry. When is the day going to come in our lives? And I hope never. But when, when is it going to come that God says, I'm tired of learning. I'm tired of planning. You don't never want to do what I want you to do. Read it. Read it. Brother, he, he told Israel, he said, because of your unconsistent love for me, because of the way you desire to go, you will never, this generation will never enter into the promised land. You're not going. You're not going. Not to the last one of you dead. Now the generation under you, I'll let them in. But this generation ain't going. You pushed me too far, Danny. That's what he's told me. You pushed me too far, and you're not going into the promised land. Oh, but God, God, we're sorry. We, we'll, we'll change. God, we believe we can take it now. God said, no, the only two that's going is Caleb and Joshua. The rest of you ain't going. You doubted me. You humiliated me when you doubted me. Oh, there's a whole different message. Y'all got another hour? I got another message here I can preach you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Do we humiliate God when we doubt Him after time and time again of Him pulling things through for us? Oh, that's a whole other message. How many times? 
What if God tells us? Why are you doubting? Well, I know God, but I don't have any money in my pocketbook. And my bills are due. And God says, I paid it last month for you. I paid it last year. I paid it the week before that. I made your car. Why are you doubting me now? What if he talked back to us, William, and said, why? Do you always look for man to help you instead of me? Why do you always think that it's in your willpower that decides your future when I said I order your steps? I have laid them out in front of you. You had nothing to do with it. You think it was your wisdom? You think it was your skill that got you where you're at today? I believe some of us would walk away humiliated thinking, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Forgive me, God. I'm pretty stupid. But when I come to think about where I come from, I tell people point blank. I tell them. Tana knows I tell them. Tana and I do not have the education to have what we have in blessings. So I know we didn't get it. God got it for us. Yes, amen. God helped us to have what we have. Everything that we had, Jason, it was Him that gave us. Everything. Amen. I got a feeling. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm not boasting, I'm not bragging. But I want to tell you what God does. I was over at Darren Oakley's one night when I was pastoring Hands of Hope Church. Gabriel called me. He said, Dad, where's our camper? Odd call. I said, what? I said, someone are you talking about? He said, where is our camper? I said, it's behind the house where it always is. He said, no, I'm standing here. It's not here. I said, my camper is not in my yard. No, he said. I run home. I said, I know what's going on. Where's my camper? She said, I, I don't know. I don't know. They had got their wires mixed up, the finance company or whatever. Tana had proof that she'd sent the payments. But they come and repose my camper. And they told me then, if you want it back, you give us $1,000 to pay the record. I said, hell, we'll split this earth wide open before I give you another $1,000. To tuck something from me that wasn't supposed to have been took. That's right. No. No. No, I will not. Me and Tina got disturbed about it. I was aggravated about it. But I felt the enemy stole my camper. I didn't ever call him on. I never made a hind in out myself. I just said, okay. The Lord giveth. The Lord take it, I guess. The Lord reminded me, and I, I, I'm not saying this out of bragging, Johnny Dickerson. God knows my heart. I walked through the yard yesterday and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. 
He said, you know when the devil stole you, camper? I said, yes, sir. I told him this, Larry, yesterday walking through my yard. He said, the devil stole you, camper. He said, but I took it back and gave you three of them. <laughs> you can laugh if you want to, but there's in my yard. Amen. And God said, I told you I'll rebuke him. I'll take care of him when he steals from you. Read it. Read it. I told Travis Jones, time and time again, God has confirmed his word to me. His word. Not my word. His word. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will do it. I will do it. So what I'm trying to tell you, be consistent with God. Be consistent. I tossed and turned on that last night. I thought, God, I don't know. Why. Should I call church off? I don't know whether I should call it off or not. I got up this morning, should I call church off? And I said, I really want to go. God said, well, go. Come on now. He said, there'll be somebody there. If nobody's there, just preach to town. And then when I call to go, I was back in my office and I come through the door and I hear people talking and I walk through. I was surprised. I said, well, Lord, they do love you. They do want to worship you, Lord. I'll lead them. I'll lead them. I'll play piano for them. They do want to do it. Listen, God loves you. Please. Be consistent. Sing the song, Pam. You need to pray today. Come on, boy.